Welcome, listeners, to Assiduous Dust, episode number 12. I'm your host, Joshua Corwin, and you are in for a treat. Today we have David Deffy and Ellen Maybe will engage in grooviness. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. And I am so looking forward to the OTSCE interview and hearing their work. Five, four, three, two, and one. Welcome, listeners or viewers, for Assiduous Dust, episode number 12. I have with me today the lovely, beautiful Ellen, maybe? Yes, she is here with me, and she is Ellen, maybe. I will ask her. Uh, later about, of course, about her wonderful story about her name. Uh, maybe. Will I? Yes, I will. It's like Night at the Rocks, uh, Barry. Yes? No? Well, it's Ellen maybe today. And so we'll be doing an interview. It'll be great. Ask some questions. I'm so excited. I hope you are too. And of course, we'll do the OTSCE on the spot collaborative poem at the end. Without further ado, let me click my cheat sheet and read a little bit about Ellen for those uh, might not know about her. And this is just a little bit about Ellen. Ellen Maybe is a Southern California-based poet, very groovy also, United States artist nominee for 2012, is the author of numerous books, so many books, I really love her cowardice of amnesia also, and is widely anthologized. She has a critically acclaimed album, Rodeo for the Sheepest, which is produced with Penthouse Studios, and her latest poetry slash music project is called Ellen and Robbie. Remember, lowercase e, lowercase r, ampersand, always. Their album, Skywriting with Glitter, has also received high praise, very groovy. She also has forthcoming collaborative poetry projects. Oh, I guess with, with some guy named Joshua Corwin, whoever the hell he is. Yeah, he's probably some a-hole. <laughs> Including Ghost Sing Into the World's Ear, which is uh, the first of the Ghost Accordion series, First Wave, um, with, coming soon with Mix, Mystic Boxing Commission. Okay, there is so much more about Ellen, and it's just awesome. Ellen... Thank you so much for, for joining me. And is there something that you that you desperately want to say that you are afraid to say because you your heart is just so big and you just want to say it? You just want to say it to the world. Now's your chance, Ellen. Oh, wow. Um, what is it? My, ah, I'm trying to think. I hope we're all having a special time now. I hope the world's better now <laughs> i do too so this is being recorded in the past so the past is now the future that is the present and i'm trying not to quote uh mad villain uh of the album of, of uh shadows of tomorrow uh when saying that which is a great thing so alan it's just first off i really love your hat and i know it's you know i i want to focus on not really you, I guess just your clothing. Let's focus on your clothing. I'm just joshing around, but you know, tell me about that because I've seen you a lot 
with uh, different stylish hats and, and hats I'm not wearing one but I find that that's important for me um, mm -hmm. and I think that it, it's part of an image I think because you weren't always Ellen maybe uh, maybe you were kind of like hiding inside um, and so I you know just tell me about how that uh, I'm sure you told many individuals about how that name uh, stuck um, and you know how did then your hat or different hats uh, kind of get involved well you know the, the first time I I never thought I would read poetry aloud or, or do I was super shy growing up like I went to order in restaurants or anything I just was, which is hard to believe given what you've what you've done no thank you I yeah I mean it was I was just super shy so I um when I first went to readings, I I just I never thought I would read, and they were it, it's one of the reading one of the open readings. I ended up just saying, "Ellen, maybe I'll read." I put in parentheses so I wasn't sure I was going to do it, and I ended up doing that. You know, I met S.A. Griffin at my very first um, reading that I ended up reading, and he was so the people there were really warm and friendly and encouraging. So no. I just, it just stuck, you know, I'm shy, you know, but giddy, you know, a mixture. Yeah, know. but it makes a good combination, you know. Mm -hmm. And I like hats. <laughs> I think they're, they're fun and yeah, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me about, about this uh, particular hat. By the way, also, uh, S.A. is also a friend of the show of Eustace uh, and I had the pleasure of uh, uh, meeting him and getting to have him on the show and he's just just a sweetheart and a lovely individual and just so profound also and so he's just one of those individuals and I don't know I've heard from other people also that because it's interesting you know I'm part of for LA in that community and I've heard that from many individuals like okay it's different the communities of poetry and stuff is different and I, I just wonder also um, and maybe the hat comes into play here we'll see but have you noticed that there's been a shift in the LA poetry community and just, I don't know, have you noticed something or certain changes and, you know, um, I don't know, how, do you think there's been one? And, 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 you know, let's, has it been a good one, uh, beneficial uh, or uh, detrimental or just a change or what? And um, I don't know, you know, let's, let's, you know, what might be symptomatic and how can we get it back or keep it going? Hmm, that's interesting. Well, I mean, it's, you know, there's different changes at times. Even like I say that as traffic increased over the years, it logistics became more challenging and stuff. So, hmm. I mean, it used to be very possible to, you know, go up to Santa Barbara to do, you know, hear a reading or listen to something and come back. Like it's rush hour things got more you know logistics so got more complex comparing from how much time would it have been into you know or let, let's use pre-covid figures even though things have somewhat smoothed out at certain times it, it's still a lot less but let's you know just what's the difference there hmm. i mean well say from the valley and you know one could just get on the freeway at that point and go up to something and not you know try to not be at rush hour but to hear events in general not just you know this is specifically only poetry rings but just moving around the city 
at different times was easier then it, it got, you know, more, and then also the internet, you know, before things, there was, there wasn't as many ways to say no about what was going on, but people seemed to know people, you know, there was a lot of poetry listings this day, poetry flash, there was a magazine called Next Magazine that had listings of poetry for different regions and stuff. So, I mean, I think there's a lot. Each era has its own thing. There was beautiful places like the Iguana Cafe that mm. was around in like the very late 80s and the, to the mid 90s had a lot of wonderful stuff there. And um, so I missed out on the stuff for that because I, I didn't come into existence until the early 90s, unfortunately. Though my soul might have been born. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me about it, of it. Like, let's state set the stage because a lot of individuals are really, especially during the pandemic, are really, I feel like, really reminiscent of, uh, or not reminiscent. I'm not sure if that's the right term. Of just like knowing, like, uh, especially missing um, in-person readings. And there's a down. Uh, it's been completely, you know, obliterated. Maybe there's some certain things. It depends on conditions. Of course, it's restricted or whatnot. I haven't been to. I might be going to one, we'll see what, you know, I think so, but, um, but you know, how, um, so would you paint us a picture for those nostalgic, I guess? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, well, give us some of that juice. Uh, well, I mean, the Iguana Cafe was an amazing place because it, it was very attentive. Like the, the man who, you know, Tommy Anello, he had it, and he and his wife had it at, at the time and they, had it was so quiet so it was the kind of place that they if they they didn't have any kind of any kind of soda machine or anything like that everything was <laughs> geared towards listening you know and it was there was a lot of singer songwriters but they listened to the poets and the, sometimes you know we'd open or play the same shows and it, it was super cool because i've always loved music so much so i love being in environments that are eclectic that way you know it was really a wonderful place and is fantastic you know very great yeah so so i'm just i'm just uh you know i'm saying when would you say that you considered yourself like you know finally that we all have that transition of like that we become like okay become a poet or are able to use that word and be like a, even the friends or whatnot you know not just a writer or a certain you know you know would you say that when would you say that happened and and um and and like kind of also because because you've done a lot also you've been you know uh you know many different talks that you've given you've spoken at many different universities you've done whole different things you've traveled out of the country for different things of uh what is it for wasn't there a residency somewhere or something there was oh. uh, or i forget yeah. Well, you know, the band we played at Glastonbury Festival in in the UK. And right. And yeah, and some stuff in Ireland too. And I did something right. in Victor and books. So, yeah. so how does that work for like individuals? Because you know, like of course you didn't think you would be reading poetry. So how does that transition kind of you know take place, especially for let's say young aspiring individuals who are being like, maybe I can be like Ellen, maybe. I just had to say that. We'll see how many, and just like, I don't know. So like your experience and kind of strength and hope to like offer for uh, future generations, because there are a lot of individuals who might be shy 
and uh, afraid or like, I didn't know that I could write about and read about what I want to write about and read about. I'd, like, I didn't know that that was something that could be done. A lot of individuals, um, you know, find especially of, you know, even not even individuals affiliated in academia with poetry, but just in general don't know, you know, oh, this can be poetry. I'm allowed to talk about this. I'm allowed to use these words. I'm allowed to make things with a surreal, I, I kind of think of your work, with a surreal everyday effect of, of like bringing uh, a surrealism into the everyday with a, a unique vulnerability. And I find like what, you know, because you didn't always write that way, right? And and how do you, and you weren't always doing things and doing this or that. So, you know, tell us about your process and what, you know, what others can do. I know that's, that's a big question, but just like, maybe we could break it up into little chunks or just pick at just like a little aspect of it. Well, I mean, is it important, you know, I think to hopefully find encouragement and in, to find resonance. And um, I, I know that over the years, I really love to go to all different events and, you know, just to it's, listen to music, listen to people read from novels, just see a lot of films. I really love it. In fact, I went to film school in Prague for two years, you know, I mean, not that I was like, did I necessarily make film per se, but just the environment of it. I love film, love the Czech New Wave, a lot of the in French New Wave, a lot of the New Waves, and just in general, and it was so inspiring and beautiful. So a lot of this, like falling into different environments, kind of following your heart about stuff, you know, mm -hmm. you know, so I mean, I lived in New York, like for a couple of years, many years ago, I, I just, had always wanted to go, you know, just just kind of try different things and, you know, just a lot of, that's why I said to write poems when I was living in New York, they just came to me, they just still do, like poems. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's the thing, and I find that for often for individuals, of course, you might have time for writing and stuff to like train it, and you know, but it coming to you, and there, there there's that thing of, of, you know, that there's that notion of like necessarily like of, uh, does the does the poet write the poem or is the poem gifted to the poet um, in a way and the poet is just the vessel kind of like through which it's it's, it's transmitted and the point is being in uh, areas or in being part of the world as and utilize the world as a means you know by which to be that vessel uh, to be a poet and that you know and and how's that kind of change that you find uh because i know that a lot of your stuff is also grounded in place as well as in memory yeah is i mean when i lived in prague i wrote a hope called prom the poet i wrote like a chapbook there uh, yeah a lot of places um it, it does it, it does there's a certain things that when you're in different environments you you you're 
you just the whole feel of being in a different place has different things. There's certain things that are just because you are you wherever you are too, but you're also moving around different places and you're meeting different people. The environment, and so you kind of you you absorb it kind of like a sponge. And of course, you don't want to lose yourself, but you also want to be able to grow by being in your environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's just I think it's it's. Yeah, really, people really enjoy all different things. It's definitely part of, uh, poetry is just all different things. You know, a lot of things are inspirational that way and inspiring. But I mean, I, I know that just going and seeing a lot of films or seeing different things or doing different things, it's just part of a whole piece, I think, you know. And it's, it's one giant poem. <laughs> It, yeah. it, and that's and that's like life's you know life life's a box of chocolates you never know what you life's a poem you never know what the muse is gonna serve you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a groovy dish. Mm -hmm. Best served through poetry. Uh, mm -hmm. um, so so I'm you know I'm I'm curious of just um, you know I. I, I Try not to focus too much on 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 uh, what we because I know that we're working on some stuff with or there's some individual named Joshua Corwin's working on some stuff with you, and uh, I don't know. I think he he he, he that guy's kind of weird, you know. <laughs> he, there might be something wrong with his cabeza. I don't know. He's not like Donald Trump. That that guy's that guy's messed up. Um, yeah, but but you know, there's something off with him and. and but don't tell him I said that. Okay, so I wonder, would you um, read maybe a bit? Do you happen to have from that chat book that you mentioned a piece or two? Oh, God. Oh, you know what? I'm trying to think if I, where I have that chat book. Um, I, I have, ooh, I don't know if I do right offhand, but um, I have this poem I wrote about RBG, though. Is that... Yeah. yeah, who doesn't love RBG except, uh, I, yeah, of course, yeah. yes. But I, I have that one, and, but I, oh, yeah, but I mean that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, of course, you know, there's a certain sensitivity about, about uh, or whatnot, maybe not sensitivity of that, there's a desire to express new work. I find this with myself, and, and it's interesting. I'd like to talk to you about that. And of course, we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, take a look at. But would you please, um, would you please, Ginsburg us away with your tribute or your RBG piece, please? Okay, thank you. <laughs> There's a flurry of judicial collars lining the clouds. Every decision and every dissent stays in the air like musical breath. With your penchant for opera, you were a fermata of wisdom, holding on through the ravages and chaos. Pioneer an epic full of verve and mind-shattering strength, wearing resistance and resilience on your soul. Supreme being, super shiro, legendary icon for good. You will remain larger than life in our memories. Breathing your last breath on Rosh Hashanah is said to be the way of the righteous. You are notorious, thrilling, doing what you were put on earth to do. 
you leave behind stardust and legal briefs and push-ups and tenacity. You were the first in your class. You were one of a kind. You are remembered with respect. The opera glasses hang in the air waiting for more and more and more to see how you became music. Through the sky, wisdom sings our hopes awake. Your legacy still lives on earth in every constellation that needs truth. Oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you are so dearly missed. It is now up to us to put our collars on and walk into the future with the opera whispering in our ear like a ferocious future in a crescendo. It is now up to us to sing your memory home. Mm. Snap, snap, snap. Clap, clap, clap. Round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so it's really um, interesting. And, and you know, I'm just so enamored also with your, your voice. I just want to just go in there and just give you a big hug and reach to the screen. Ah, <laughs> that, that might not be. See, again, that guy, whoever is, you know, Joshua Corwin, he's a little not so, but, you know, I like nuts. I think I have some over there in the kitchen anyways, but I'm not hungry right now. I love them much. Um, no, and I find that, um, you know, you have a, a, a unique way. I, I'm not sure if you've noticed that you'll do, you'll slow down, like, of home and you'll slow down and I find is there a way that you and like you there's almost a crescendo effect uh, crescendo um when you wrote that uh, what's that line of the crescendo line could you oh. go back and read that oh let's see oh with and the, with the opera whispering in our ear like a ferocious future in a crescendo is that or yeah is there there's almost like a certain effect that happens and um, and when you when you read it, it's interesting, and you've been, you know, you have such a, a, a ethereal voice. I feel like I'm courting you, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, you have such an ethereal. Maybe I am. I don't know. Maybe that's the secret that all this 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 podcast thing is all a ruse to uh, court lovely individuals like yourself um, and all my guests. Maybe not. I hope not. But but uh, in the with the best intentions, of course, you know. Yeah, and I, I <laughs> I'm just joshing around. I I again, no. I I you have a very lovely voice, and it's very powerful. And I find that um. You know how did that? Uh, but I want to focus on the piece. Um. You know, I think you really highlighted well of her life that, that she's, it was the first of her class. She has done so many things and she still continues to influence individuals and so much and become a beacon of light and of hope. And that's the thing is that, um, I don't know, I, I feel like there's a poet in that, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg kind of lived her life as a poet in a way of certain things as an advocate. And it might not be uh, like poetry per se, but there are different things of, going beyond um you know uh i'm gonna say a terrible pun of going beyond baroque uh not going for uh, but and i i know that you um had a resident that you were uh had a residency i think at beyond baroque also but um i don't know you know did you find that um at a time you know how did that 
you know, influenced you or whatnot of, of when, you know, what kind of inspired you to do that. And as well, I, I, I want to talk about also with Rosh Hashanah, because I'm Jewish as well. And I find that that's, a, you know, it is the way of the righteous to go on a Rosh Hashanah. There's a certain connection. And I find, um, you know, are you practicing or um, are you, how, how do you identify, or, or maybe I shouldn't be asking those questions, you know, of certain things, but do you find, uh, because I find that your, your work isn't necessarily, it's spiritual, maybe there's a bit of religious, but more spiritual in certain things. And I just wonder, you know, how has that, um, you know, uh, how does faith kind of work in um, to your work or, or sort of an ethereal beauty that's unknown, if you make, if that makes sense? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think just, you know, culturally, you know, you just going to different events and hearing different, you know, songs and different, being inspired by all that too. I think it's it just so part of it, it all that it has a definite, um, yeah, part of things, certainly. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, I'm sure, to the lens of me. Yeah, all yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not making my I just um I find that you have a certain way with words. Yeah. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I'm just messing with you right there. But I, I do um no and it's a beautiful piece and it's a beautiful uh tribute. And I found that um, you know, for me that Judaism or certain things of, of religion has been, you know, intersected with my work and I just wonder how it has religion or spirituality kind of influenced you, um, you know, not just from poetry, but also in, in your life um, or whatnot. Or do you kind of look at that there's this muse that I think, I don't know, because a lot of individuals look at poetry as a, as a spiritual or a religious practice of sorts. And just, I don't know what your relationship with that if I might be so uh so bold and you know uh right to ask about that yeah I, I don't totally know how I mean I mean so many things probably all play a part in how you know the different things because it feels like the pieces reference a lot of different things and kind of go in different you know, the future, the past, you know, it, it's sort of hard to know how that all happens, but it seems to be anything that's sort of a part of your life in some way seems, so many part of your life seems to play a part in, in one's art and in, in in one's life too, you know, and just it inspires. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I wonder, so just kind of, um, you know, you know, backtracking a bit that, um, you know, tell me about, you know, you know, who is this handsome uh, uh, fella I've heard of, uh, Robbie, um, and who's this Ellen that's in Robbie and Ellen, whoever she is, I don't know, but, uh, you, know, you know, tell us how did you um, get involved with that and how did that project of Robbie and Ellen as well as the Ellen Maybe band, how did that kind of come into being? Because it really is an amazing thing. and. Um, I hope one day to, to be able to get a chance to witness that. And how did that, um, you know, oh, what was the, the, what's the word, the impetus, um, you know, for that? 
Well, there, first of all, there was the Ellen Maybe band, that, and we, Robbie was in my band and stuff, and we, you know, the band was wonderful. It was a bunch of different performers together. A lot of people were singer-songwriters and had bands, and, you know, and that I hadn't really, I worked with music sometimes with the Guana doing, you know, where people, you know, sometimes somebody would play music behind and different stuff, but I hadn't ever been in a band like how that was and everything sort of came together. And we did a lot of shows. There was um, a lot of support for that and everything. And paint, paint, paint a picture of the first show and leading up to that, if you can oh. recall. Wow, I think the first show was at the Talking Stick in it, 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 in um, Venice, Santa Monica, oh, Ocean Park. It, it's right around there. I yeah, and it was just really cool. And Robbie, you know, it was in Harlan from Hen House Studios. The three of us, I think, were the first show, and then it grew. The band ended up growing. You know, more people ended up participating, and we would also at the shows we would have poets come up. And the band would improvise behind them. And yeah, and that's great because spontaneity and that, that welcoming of that interactiveness because poetry should be inviting, especially with music. And why not, you know? Yeah, yeah. How did that come to be? Like, was it just like one day who, who was like, yeah, just let someone, how did that come to be? Um, it, it just seemed to be a natural thing out of what we were doing because, you know, I was reading the band, it was, you know, doing it, and we, when we started doing stuff at Beyond Baroque, we had a, um, you know, poetry music residency where we would play and people would come up and so that was happening and, and it was it was really nice. It was neat for the, the us and the poets, of course, that had a great to get the chance and it was the bands very good so it was really fun you know and, and it was a kind of atypical thing and it, it was it was neat and and then you know I, at the same time I was doing this as well you know I found I was starting to write songs with Ravi as well and it would be amazing he would just start playing something and the poem would just come to me it was just incredibly amazingly magical how it happened so we formed the, the project Ellen and Ravi you know concurrently and stuff and we're able to do different things and so we did a record you know the skyride Pluto that you mentioned so each thing is different they're each person you collaborate it's a different thing and it, it it was you know really fun too so i mean um yeah i, I love working with music it's i, cause I love music yeah <laughs> and it's neat. I I, you know you don't have many people that are like you know you know, what's your favorite music? And they're like, what's that? Um, that doesn't happen too often. Um, maybe once or twice. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry, to continue. Oh, no, I mean, I can just see that how inspired I've been from, I mean, some of the most beautiful um, things I've ever done is getting to hear Leonard Cohen in concert. Yeah, and that's oh just beautiful. You know, yeah, just and I, 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 somebody told me that he also did poetry, and I was introduced to his work, you know, of course after his passing. But, but, um, he was out in around Claremont, uh, you know, that area or whatnot, or around that area or whatnot, right? Um, but he, he, um, which is where I went to school, um, you know, for undergrad, and and he, um. You know, I just fell in love, the master of the master song, 
Mm -hmm. uh, from the older the older stuff you know the, the songs of, of Leonard Cohen and and just an entire album and just all his other work it's just great and it's as it's you know talk about somebody with a great voice and as he aged his voice got better to the purpose of what he was doing and his voice aided I think aided and embedded the music <laughs> in a way um, as did it fit his voice to the instrumentals and, you know, I find that that's interesting because you find that a lot of musicians, in fact, it, it's more the music that informs the words. But with the LMA band and whatnot, I, I think that's also, um, it's in both ways. But particularly, I think, I, wouldn't you say that there's a bit of emphasis also on the voice influencing the music? Even though there is a reciprocal relationship that is quite uh, powerful, as well as with your, your, your work with Robbie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the music uh, can um, affect the way you read the time in the temple and everything, and it just feels natural. I mean, it's it's kind of really an organic process, a lot of these things, because, yeah, I think it's good to try things. I mean, I, I think it's, it's good, I'd say, for anybody, if they have the opportunity to do stuff like that, to try it and, and see, because I think, Every, I mean, there's been so many things. I, I once was like at a pleasure reading, and somebody had like ended up recommending me to be in a movie where I play a poet, you know, where I just it was like a, you know, very and you are a poet, you're a smart casting, no, no. <laughs> But it was funny because then I ended up in the Screen Actors Guild and stuff. So then I would go to all these events and they would have the nominating committee for the movies. And that would be so cool because I love movies. So I think that every, I fall into things like constantly, I think. There's yeah. like well, what would you say is your favorite movie like currently? I know not all the time, but right now that, that pops in your head, one of your favorites. Oh, well, you know what? It's it's not a current movie. One, one movie that I've always, uh, and I, you know, it's funny. I, that, that's in my head? Oh, well. Depending of where you're at, of your, your favorite movies, you know? Well, one of them's got to be Shoot the Piano Player by Truffaut, Francois oh, Truffaut. I have not seen that. Yeah, that was really cool. In fact, I wrote about that one when I was writing something about when I went to film school in Prague. I ended up writing something about that. But I love musicals, too. I love musical theater. I just love lots of the arts. I, I find that that's super important to me to just, yeah. like, just love the arts. You know, there's so many great things. Absolutely. And, and I find that, you know, you, you know, and so it sounds like one thing is to, you shared, is to be vulnerable. Um, you know, to uh, experiment with different opportunities. Um, and just, you know, if you're shy or whatnot, okay, let, let's embrace it. And be like, hey, I'm shy and here I am. And, and that also points out as well as to collaborate and learn from other individuals. And that's, you know, I think that, um, you know, for me as a, a recovering um, alcoholic and drug addict, I, I find that um, those things are really necessary also, but I found that it, it's really great as well to live that way with this sort of, you talked about a spontaneity and creating of, you know, you, you kind of feel things out. And so, um, you know, would you say that, you know, and, and it's important because a lot of the times I think that, you know, of just, I can be a bit of a perfectionist, I might admit, I, I, might, I must admit. And I find that when I go into that 
why I kind of drown out that ability of spontaneity and that collaborative sense and that um, you know, kind of loving kindness of the open-mindedness and willing to experiment when I get too ingrained in that. And I find for you, you know, how do you, you know, do you ever find yourself going there and, and how do you, what do you do and how do you kind of practice balance, um, you know, doing so many things as well to, to kind of like ground yourself as well. Um, I'm just curious because I think that that's especially during the pandemic and everything being grounded is really important. Um, and how do you, how do you, um, do you have like a routine, a daily routine? Does it influence writing, have to do with writing or reading or um, performing or something? What, what, you know, walk us through, um, and it's like a three or four part question. I'm just, I talk a lot also. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know I don't really have a specific I'm very nocturnal so I I keep and I've all, I've been some my whole life really a night owl so I don't your spirit have, animal is a night owl definitely <laughs> a night owl giraffe <laughs> they only sleep like like a, a little bit but I need more than that but they're so cute <laughs> I love giraffes <laughs> yeah so yeah cool. I know that you, you have a big thing so what is it about giraffes also and what what I'm just I'm just curious. I've been fascinated about this. I've known this thing, and and you know, whoa, 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 what particularly is that you find fascinates you about giraffes? Well, I I mean I I met some in real life, you know, and that you know I met you know we wrote a song and we got to perform for one, and you know what the one we wrote about was like a baby but very tall already, and now he's a dad. His birthday is coming up on Thursday, and he has a child. He's already, when this is released for that, he's already has a, uh, uh, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He's already, he'll be, like, he'll be eight already, and he does have a child. Congratulations. He's in Toronto. Should we sing, uh, what's his name? Kiko. Kiko, happy birthday, Kiko. (laughs) Yeah, Kiko. Yeah, so I just love them. I, they're just so sweet, giraffes are. Lots of animals are. I love penguins too, but giraffes, you know, they have a neat way to, uh, it's cool. But I mean, so I, I try to think um, as far as, well, I mean, I know some people have probably more of a regular schedule, but I, I mean, it's possible, but I, I just always been, I just kind of, when the poem comes, then it's, you know, I'm, you know, just be ready when a poem could come and just, you know, but not, I think it's good in a sense that not to feel pressure, you know, not to feel pressure because it it will come, you know. You don't want to put yourself in a box. No, no. And that's, you know, and just. Bad poet, bad poet, write more. No, you don't do that. No. No, no. You wouldn't treat a giraffe that way and you wouldn't treat yourself that way. No, and it's it's important, you know. I mean, I think doing all kinds of other things is is important too. I think it's just, uh, I mean, all the different other forms. Like, I really think is they it's mentioned it just really inspiring. I know that at times, like LACMA, you know, you know, seeing an art show or or going to a cinema um, retrospective. I think everything is really. Uh, vital you know to me it has been just to be uh, in- inspired and, and really love the other art forms and 
you know, the poems kind of just happen, and it's just really been very nourishing to, you know, the various things have been wonderful. I, I really grateful for that because I just find so much um, inspiration in just the, the other arts, and they're they're wonderful to hear. And I appreciate music. I was just listening to like. Mm -hmm. And George Harrison's song, Isn't It a Pity? It's just so beautiful. Oh, that's yeah. such a great song. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, really. Oh. It's incredible. And just there's so much in music. Music is so thoroughly emotional. And it just is so much there. And yeah, yeah. I, I just. You could be driving in the car, and all of a sudden you, you hear a you know, song, and it, it, it's, it's like a shooting star. It'll knock you off your feet, you know? It, it, you know. All of a sudden, you'll just have this big, giant, goofy smile like this, and you'll be like, Yeah, that's yeah. nice. And you could be in traffic, and you'll be like, I don't care. It's great. And it's funny how that works. And it, there's something there and you can't put your finger on it yeah yeah maybe you could i don't know <laughs> yeah there's a, and there's so much now i mean there there's so much available to hear and archive you know oh you know when i used to go to the archives like at kpfk you mm -hmm. know they yeah. different here different talks like it's fun to, and important it's neat to hear stuff you know historically interesting stuff that's gone on and just it's just i mean there are just so many things there that are like just to relish in learning about i mean it's it's i think it's cool to learn stuff and hear stuff and just oh. all different stuff it's neat yeah. you know so i learned um I learned that uh, also that your your history. I don't mean like you're gone or whatnot. I, I but I know that you have. Uh, there's a monument to you for the poets monument that's out in uh, for Venice area. Um, oh yeah, yeah. How did how did that come to be? And and what did they you call you up and they're like, we chiseled you in. Oh, well they they have that. Yeah, that the Venice. We splatter painted your your body. And it's gorgeous. What what and, or something like just just I'm sorry. I'm just trying to come up with goofy things and 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 you know you know how that come to be because it's quite miraculous. I know just because you know I lived in the area and you know I remember you pointed out. I'm like oh, shoot, I gotta check that out. Um, <laughs> so like you know to, you know, to tell me about that. Sign me up. Oh, chiseled. <laughs> I also like chisel abs, but you know. Not gonna happen. Oh, they okay. they, they did a, a wonderful project. Oh, that was I guess around. I'd like to think it might be around two thousand or so. They did a project for different where they um have people pick an excerpt from a poem, but I picked one um of a poem. It excerpts um blonde on blonde in eddie Doucette, blonde blonde by dylan eddie Doucette, a milwaukee sportscaster and it's so there's all these different fragments and they did that and there's a lot of history there of different poets from different eras around the venice beach area from the different um musicians i mean just so many different people are there and so i was really honored to be part of that it's really really cool and wonderful <laughs> it, you know what it is it's not cool and it's not wonderful 
it's groovy. Ah, that's true. <laughs> it's all that. <laughs> yeah, groovy is. Uh, that, that's a commercial right there. It's not <laughs> cool. It's not wonderful. It's groovy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's groovy. <laughs> no, and, and you're groovy, and I find, you know, um, just do you happen to have uh, a poem about, um, you know, that, that came a little to you, I guess, um, you, do you have a poem about the process of, of writing, perhaps, or, or about something maybe that was around the time of the, the, mo uh, the monument of, uh, for the, that project? Um, uh, let's see. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. Well, I have that poem about being an artist, you know. Hmm. So I have a poem about being an artist. Well, that, would that, I mean, where'd it go? Oh, here. I mean, would that be kind of a, a different thing? I, I don't know if that's. Yeah, that'd be a different thing. Let, let's see. Let's see. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, hmm. Let me think. Um, yeah. Or you flip to a random poem in your book, or just a rant of, of one of your books. Oh. I don't know. We're, we're, we'll just figure it out. We'll, you know, but uh, I just love that little, that, that, uh, that, that little flower of the, the, the rosebud there, you know, it's just going to bloom it. You know, I, I must admit that I have um, a phobia of glitter. I'm a glitter phobe. And, uh, uh, or would it be agora or no, phobia, or a, a glitter phobia? And I personally, I know my mom has told me some people, like they think that, you know, there are people who love glitter and there are people that don't. And unfortunately I'm one that I, I, I feel like, oh shoot, we gotta hide in the cellar. Um, I'm one of those people, it's weird, but I love you. Oh. You're amazing, <laughs> despite the glitter. <laughs> and, and apologies to any glitter lovers. Um, <laughs> do you have it? Oh, wait, which, are, we, are you seeing being an artist or anything else or something else? Oh, how about, about being an artist? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let me, I do have that now. Yeah, so hopefully that's, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so this is being an artist. Being an artist means the recession will always be there and has always been here. While you sit not writing screenplays, not taking meetings, just writing love letters to Van Gogh's beard, not wearing a watch, not caring who's on the cover of People magazine. Being an artist means you might sleep awfully late. You might choose totally different things as the four major food groups. Being an artist might mean you feel depressed and make others feel distressed when they are near you. Being an artist means you probably memorize the aisles of the 99 cent store. You probably have a $12 service charge each month for low funds in your checking account. Being an artist means you don't feel you have the right to remain silent. Being an artist might make people think you're on drugs. Being an artist means people think your closet is full of turtlenecks and mood rings. People assume you play harmonica. People assume you know all the words to every song, or at least in the 1960s. Being an artist means you do. 
Being an artist means serenity, intensity, sometimes simultaneously. Being an artist means you have the power of civil disobedience on the tip of your tongue. Being an artist means shrinking tie-dye t-shirts because you are thinking about a poem and didn't notice the washer was on hot water. Being an artist is an active verb, a noun, a consonant, an adjective in a world full of chaotic life sentences. Being an artist is not necessarily a choice. Mm. Yeah, no, it's not. And I realized like, you know, I was an artist way before I, I thought that I was one. Um, you know, I also do abstract nudes, by the way. I'd be more than happy to do that at you. Maybe not. We'll see. You don't, I, I don't, that's a joke. But I do abstract nudes also. Oh, shoot. Is this still recording? It is. <laughs> Looper. Okay. That's a joke. Um, I'm just joshing around. But no, no, I, in all due seriousness, I, I have poor taste of humor. But um, <laughs> I, I find that in terms of, um, it, you really don't have a choice. And, and it's interesting, like a lot of those things of habits and there's certain things of lifestyles of certain, and, and people um, can have a negative attitude towards it. But in fact, it's a really beautiful thing and a beautiful way also of looking at the world and as well as you don't have a choice to be silent. Um, and that, that's really, you don't have a choice. And, and I find that, you know, a lot of the political movements and things, in, 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 you know, there's a connection. You find like what, um, you know, during a lot of political movements or certain things, you find like there's always an uptick in poetry. Um, there's a, a particular, an art of murals, of journal, all these types of things. And it's an integral part of history. And it's all, I think it's an integral part of the human soul. And I, I don't know, I, I just really love those lines. I think they, they're universal and they resonate. Um, and I guess, you know, can we strive to be an artist? You know, like, you know, sometimes we might want to fight it, but, you know, I don't know. Have, have there been times where you've tried to, you know, fight it and you've had to accept that you're an artist? Oh, no, I, I really haven't fought it. I've been, I've been appreciative of it. And mm. I mean, I, you know what, I think that people can be an artist in the artist of cooking or artists of appreciating stuff too, because that, you know, it, Art, as an attitude also. Yeah, 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 exactly. Art exactly. as an attitude, artist as an attitude. I like that, that's great. That's a great quote, by the way. That should be on a t-shirt, honestly. Um, yeah. Maybe you could have groovy on the back. Um, no, so, so, Ellen. It's time. Darn roll, please. Okay, so I wondered, would you be an artist with me and embrace the attitude that is our human reaction and be together in place? Let's be in the eye openers. So Ellen, would you maybe <laughs> do the OTSCP on the spot collaborative poem with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Love to. Yep. Grooviness, grooviness on a step. 
So the name of the game, uh, I have a few books out. Ellen has a few books uh, that you have out, right? And so wherever our eyes go to, we're just gonna like kind of, for me, uh, for listeners or viewers, um, you know, wherever your eye goes, uh, you just go and you kind of look and you, um, you know, and please do this, collaborate. Ellen has said about how collaboration is groovy. I, I've inserted the word groovy in there. Um, and how, uh, you know, you have a few books out, open face, so that you can see, um, you know, them three or four, and you do it with a friend or, you know, whoever, a loved one or whatnot, and you have, uh, you know, wherever your eyes gaze, you know, I see a word and then another word there, and you kind of piece it together, and it becomes a masterpiece or a masterpiece, and you go back and forth. So, Ellen, first, before we begin, would you please grace us by sharing the names uh, uh, of each book and the author of them? Yeah. Um one is called How to Read by V. Vale, and one is called um, Bird Interpretations, New and Selected Poems, Amelie Frank and Michael Paul, and, wow. uh, and one is called Tangles and Twigs, Poems by Joan Ross, 2014. Okie dokie. Awesome. Terrific. Okie dokie artichokey and what um what are the the page numbers um uh, or do you have the it out to you know you have for the page numbers for each oh one one of them doesn't seem that pages but oh it's funny one is on 26 27 one's on 28 and 29 and one doesn't seem to have whoops oh wait what the page fell out oh, oh i said this again <laughs> Uh, doesn't have page doesn't have page numbers this one thing doesn't have page numbers that's okay that's fine okay that's okay i mean so yeah yeah it's we'll forgive the book <laughs> okie dokie so you you know the rules right mm -hmm. okay so let's uh would you like to begin uh-huh. Let's see. Okay. Magi mag see. Magisterial mystery writer. Hug. Sleep. Tis tis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> that was Imagine Stereo Writer Tisk Tisk. Magisterial mystery writer, uh, hug, sleep, tis, tis. Okie dokie. Um, it is metaphysical feeling, unknowables, electron, honey, poisoned. Philosophical bookstores, Rubham, Felix the Cat. Feel passion for chases, excuse sky, the entire night woo tea. Radio, oh, radio head, stage shrink, 
Uncle Owen, Mom, sweep up glass. Energy does not get rid of the highest phenomenon of your introspection. Kids, logo, reflected. Foul candle. And what is logic? Glorify, orderly, drag my broom. The apple cart getting real arms in the night before mystery of wisdom, which I seek. Venice, Italy, transom, magnifying glass, shattered vase. A peculiar strangeness, which can be ordered, a feeling of moksha, epistemology, speculative, smiled mountain of strawberry and cookies, homemade god. Curious, Canadian, cleared your throat, Cicada choir, scrape glass like bits of ice. The most hardened feelings, the limits, overwhelming desire, conquering temptations. I say don't encourage. I warned my reason highway, hitchhiking poets and marriage. She's really a poet. Um, clasping and unclasping. Dust bunnies. Careful the chandelier. Intimately disquieting. Unwillingness to contemplate, to forget, can be maintained on the highway, gas, only God would know. Kitch chase the Day room light, grand, fist fight, sighing, dangling like tears. Otherwise, the realm of wonder, the solution 
unreal, mad, Mary Lou, homemade tea, flash, soap, be good, I should get failure married to wisdom with God's laws, such violations destroy light, best within misery, denial. Power of dream, mythology, shadow conduct, no rhythm, survivor, great something. Frankly, because our inability to attainment of sky together, my knees and the priest, only wedding free, dumb, watching the grass of bad things seems difficult in their hold, supernal sense of indeterminacy, Brownian. Word of, word of love in a nutshell, Magnifying glass, molded day room lights, pieces tinkling brushed against it. These for man is the highest baffling demon, but the ocean pushed a mountain a young man, we never give you. Sentences conclude other planes beginning space eternal interior behavior macroscopic resistance whenever your heart is good truly craft river ears Inconceivable something. Earth. Black hole. Atoms. Empty. More complete. A mind turns away, rather dry, between honey and happiness, between deeply thought and self-governed, between taste and sweetness to delude tea and cookies 
thinking about Mary Lou. School, history, politics, childhood, tranquility, lucky. Mother, beginning, ashes. Ooh, I think that's a good ending. Yeah. yeah. Would you would you make sure you save the pages or whatnot that you, you so you could take a picture of them? Would you? Would you make I, sure have, you I don't. I don't have a phone that I can show it. I have a flip phone so okay I have a i can do that i can show you like you can you can send that to me uh, to me later that that's cool just make sure that you um you can you can uh maybe on the computer you could do that later um just maybe put them face down for now oh okay well well we'll have to i'll type that up and uh, oh, shoot, I forgot to say what books I had out. I had the, I think I did, I have page 28 and 29 also, but of uh, Gregory Corso's The Happy Birthday of Death. Oh! And I have Alan Watts's um, Become What You Are. I love Alan Watts, and it's pages 46 and 47, talking about the language of mystical, of metaphysical experience. And then I have out by... Um, pages 104 and 105 of uh, Paramahansa of, of Yogananda, uh, which is uh, of where there is light, insight and inspiration for meeting life's challenges. And I got it at the Self-Realization Fellowship, uh, you know, the, the, the center at, um, in the Pacific Palisades in California, which is just lovely, highly recommend. And it's just beautiful. So that's and so i'll type it up and it, it you know i think that was a masterpiece but you know <laughs> life is a masterpiece it was art and i think we'll get to figure out a title for it why not yeah maybe we'll do that later and we'll share so ellen i wanted to say it's been a real pleasure and thank you so much um and, wow. uh, and i wanted to say uh you know um, it's also been a pleasure to be able to grow and learn from you and to be able to collaborate with you as well. It's been a real honor and a blessing for me. I want to say that uh, I want to make sure that others hear it into the world. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it's been an honor. I can't wait for more. And, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, there's just so much love in you and so much goodness and uh, courage and compassion, you know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I know, I'm making you giggle. So I know it's really <laughs> affecting you. Don't worry. So I want to say, so are there any, um, you know, uh, what, what's next for you? Uh, do you do you also have any uh, links or whatnot that for people that they can check out your work? Where can they purchase your work or whatnot? Um, you know, for those fans who are interested. 
Oh, they they just go maybe Google my name. It's with a Y, like E L L Y N M A Y B E. There's probably some some stuff somewhere, you know. I think so. Yeah, and uh, you and you have social media. Are you Facebook, uh, Twitter, the ins Instagram? Um, do you have a website? I I have the website, but I mean I I do have Facebook. I don't have Twitter. I, I, you know, Instagram I mean, people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Ellen, maybe folks, thank you so much. And let's, let's maybe, uh, wave for the, the camera. Oh yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bye listeners or viewers. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Okie dokie. And I'm going to stop. <sighs> Welcome, viewers, to Assiduous Dust. I'm your host, Joshua Corwin. I'm here with the marvelous David Duffy. David, I'm so glad that we're finally uh, doing this. I'm quite fond of, of, of David. I, yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll call him DD and he'll call me GC. And well, anyway, anywho, listeners, I'm just super excited and we're going to get into hearing David's story. We're going to have some awesome dialogue and we'll do the OTSCP and we'll get to hear about uh, David's latest, latest work that's out. But first, a little bit about David. Let me look at my cheat sheet so I know a lot of this by heart. Thank you, Josh. Thanks okay. for having me. Of course. David Duffy is a trilingual. Wow, I wish I was even one lingual. I'm fairly English. David Duffy is a trilingual Georgian American uh, award winning poet, novelist, and multimedia artist. Um, he is the winner of the 2019 Spillwords Press Poetry Award, the finalist of the Adelaide Literary Award Anthology for 2019 for category of Best Poem. As an active participant in the, in the American and international poetry and artistic scenes, he's done so much, so many different things. There are just a few, just to rattle them off, such as the Penn World Voices, the 92Y Poetry Center, Voices of Poetry, Brownstone Poets, Lip Balm, Spectrum Reading Series, Yes Spectrum, Long Island Poetry Listings, New York Public Library, Starbuck Poetry Series, Poets in Nassau, Poets in Massachusetts, Columbia University School of the Arts in the city of New York. Great weather for media in New York City and New York City Voices, Bowery Poetry Club, and which named him a literature luminary, and as well as Setter Magazine, which named him the incomparable poet. We'll see. Viewers, you get to make your comparisons. I hope you are groovy with it. His works have been published and anthologized all over the US and in so many places over the world by so many literary magazines, journals, publishing houses, David is the author of 15 books of poetry, eight novels, three audio albums of poetry. His first book-length works in English uh, is a poetry book, uh, Lilac Shadow of a Tree, and 
Eastern Star, and Eastern Star is now out in uh, USA, and Lilac Shadow of the Tree is forthcoming, and it will be out, um, I hope, uh, hopefully soon with Mad Hat Press of Lilac Shadow of, uh, of a Tree, and Eastern Star is out now with Adelaide Books. It's in New York. And also, and also, and also his book length work in English, a novel, a mysterie. 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 Is forthcoming in the in America in spring 21 from Mad Hat Press. He lives and works in New York, baby. I added the baby part. David, you've achieved yes, quite yes. a lot. Thank you, thank you. What haven't you done yet? You know, <laughs> skydiving while writing a poem has been something that people have said. Um, motorcycling while writing a poem. You know, what's next for you? What, what, what are you looking forward to? Don't say this show as an answer. That, that's too obvious. <laughs> thank you, Josh. Thank you, everybody. It's a great honor to be here. Thanks for having me. So first of all, let me say thank you personally to you because you did this amazing show Asages dust in internet and i think you are making big things for everybody i know so. yes so thank you i'm deeply honored uh, so yes uh, eastern star has been published yesterday and we were together in that moment yeah. when was, we were working on yes, our book from when it was recorded it's it's uh this is going to be from the past the future is the past to tomorrow so it's going to be but we were together when it was published yes and the book is already published by adelaide books in new york city and in lisbon also important a great uh, publisher uh, thank you and yes i trust him and another my book uh, the lilac shadow of a tree is for coming next year by mm -hmm. manhattan press with the novel uh, Mestier, with beautiful translation uh, by Mark Winsense and Adam Smart. But mm -hmm. poetry is written directly in English, English language. Okay. I, I wrote this novel in 2012. I published that novel in 2012 in Georgia. Right. For right. my immigration. immigration. And uh, so war, right? I, I, after war, a post-war situation in Georgia. It's a mystical detective story about <clears throat> two poets and one novelist. And this is a tri tri triangle, and one of them is insane man, and we don't know who exactly. And it's, it's a very... Is it about Donald Trump? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm sorry, no, no. But, you know... I, I, you know, it's interesting that you say that one of them is an insane man and you don't know which. And the interesting thing about it is, you know, uh, there's this thing that I heard, uh, I'm not sure who, it's one of those things, these cliche things, but it just sounds so true, is that, you know, the difference between being crazy and insane of a certain thing is um, uh, that if you're, you know, and I'm sure I'm insane, I don't know that I'm insane sometimes i guess we all can be but that crazy people know they're crazy and that insane people don't know they're that they don't oh, know that they're crazy insane <laughs> people don't know that they're crazy not that there's anything wrong with being crazy you know josh i you know i think that uh, poetry mm -hmm. itself as a concept right poetry is a enormous concept 
it can be only my personal matter. A poetry is uh, like reason of our existence and result is a verse, is a text. In all honesty, there is only one real literary holy trinity. This is the author, the text, and, and the reader. This triangle is a holy, holy, holy of holy in literature. For so me. who is reader, the text mm. and author? That's it. Yeah. So, so some people say that there's something between that, that they say like the author, there's a, a relationship, you know, with the muse and all that. Would you say that, you know, because the muse, would that be a combination of the Trinity? But, you know, before there's a reader or there's a, an author, does the muse exist before, you know, that kind of gifts you the word? I don't feel like there is a, a spiritual experience. It's pretty spiritual. Poetry is a spiritual thing, of course. And every poet is a spiritual poet, spiritual being, like everybody, all of us. We are all spirits in the flesh. And poetry and literature itself, not only poetry, but literature itself, right, there's no yet. borders at all. There's no borders at all, because despite of everything, despite of ethnocultural differences, for example, or ethno geological political some differences there is no borders at all and every word there every word in my understanding is alive and in this multi-language dictionary of the mankind if survive the following words such as freedom poetry responsibility it then the world will also survive for me, this is the mission of literature and justification of existence, mm. uh, of our existence. Why we are here and where we're going. Is to what become is our alive. Goal? And, Absolutely. And, 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 and you mentioned this word alive. And yeah. uh, I feel alive. I yeah. feel alive. And I don't know what does it mean to be alive, but well, I can explain with my poem. And I think it will be more much interesting. Yeah, uh, I'd love to get because, into that. Uh, because, uh, Josh, you know, mm -hmm. there is a mystery between empty paper or, or screen of computer right, yeah. and you. There is a mystery. You yeah, have to touch. There's something that happens between them. Is the, this is the mystery. And you have to open your heart to others I that's the we clue can solve it. let me read this and i think just because of you mentioned this word alive i think this is the uh, pretty good answer of your question because i think your question is pretty deep and it takes time to explain and hopefully poetry, it poetry can do a theme that will tie into um uh you know that will tie into and we'll you know we'll find out a little tiny bit of what makes us alive Cheers, everybody, and I'll do uh, my let best. Let me get my water. Uh, okay, lahayim, cheers. Lahayim. <laughs> lahayim. Gaumar so, Would you, so David, I have to say it in a, uh, sorry, would you awaken us and bring the blank sheet of our lives alive? Alive. Alive. Standing on the edge of dawn on my balcony, I see the naked world all around me. 
you're most beautiful, when you are most powerful. And you are most powerful when you are most alone, most open, most silent, my brilliant dawn in front of me. I feel my wife's hands around me. She made a coffee for me. She's smiling. Behind us, in our room, our child is sleeping. He is calm now. He is alive. And we are alive in the dawn. All around us is alive. Don't think about the past. I've thought to myself, what's done is done. You're free now. And the freedom is a miracle. Yes, it is, said my wife. She can read my thoughts. I've thought and smiled back. Her smile and our child's laugh is a miracle. And death is home. It creates the faith of a silent and beautiful and powerful dawn. Snap, 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 clap, clap, clap. Round Thank of you. applause. <laughs> yeah, I love Thank doing you. that. It, it, and you know, there's there's something in there that you're like, there's a certain line I, I'd like to uh, refer back to, you You know, or something, you, you mentioned your wife in it. Uh, and yes, and child. Yeah, and, and, and she's um, she's back in um, in Georgia, you know, uh, in uh, the country. No, of she's not back. She is still in Georgia. She still is in Georgia. I she's arrived in States right. in 2017. Mm -hmm. I left Georgia for a political reason, and now I'm waiting for some good news. And, <clears throat> of course, I'll let you know, and you'll be first. Yes. <laughs> So I wonder if, um, so how did that, I wonder if you could talk about a bit, because I know that you've been, you were really big in the poetry movement in, in back in, in Georgia of, you know, of, and you had, you had, a, you, you were part of, you know, kind of a, a resistance and kind of using poetry to motivate, to be like, you know, to, to stop Russia. Yes. For example, in, in uh, yeah, uh, 2008, there was a war in Georgia. Russia made another, uh, another attempt to conquer Georgia. Right. And by the way, 20% of Georgia's territory is still occupied by Russians, by Kremlin, by Putin. Uh, yes, I um, opposed to Russia's military aggression. Yeah. By my protest meetings, I was a leader, one of the leaders. How did that start? Paint us a picture of how that I was started. A, first of all, we established, we just found it in the middle of the night. It was 1 or 2 a.m. when we heard uh, that uh, the war <clears throat> is real and Russia attacked Georgia. It was the 7 August 7th, 2008. I found that this um, headquarters of solidarity, human solidarity, solidarity to our freedom, to our citizens, against Russian, Russian And to stay aggression. alive. Yes, and I created this slogan, Stop Russia, and it, this slogan just circled the world. It was in every channel, <clears throat> the world's televisions and radio stations and newspaper everywhere. So 
And we did many protest actions against Russian aggression. So then, uh, you know, uh, the politics mm -hmm. in poetry, it's of course there are there some differences, but in the, middle really is, in the middle is a citizen of the free world. Exactly. And, and uh, for me and to me, uh, poetry is a freedom itself because poetry and freedom is love. And uh, this is very real. When, when, when one man can sacrifice himself for, for your and other freedom and for his own and other people's freedom. And I know many Georgian brave soldiers who sacrificed themselves for freedom and to freedom. And I think uh, freedom is a concept uh, in rules how to be a poet. Everybody really? can be a poet and, and have to be poet because and has to be and must be and should be. And <laughs> so it's at the inner heart of our hearts is poetry. It's waiting to like breathe free and it's deeply connected, you're saying, to freedom. And yes, to and I call this process so architectural films. Alive and poetry are like Absolutely. all connected. Correct, because uh, I built a text by breath and mm -hmm. uh, uh, heartbeat. That's every uh, thought is a real thing in your brain. It's not some kind of illusion. No way. It's it a real. It's tangible. It is physical. It's absolutely tangible. And I call this process architecture of feelings, architecture of. Uh, um, uh, understanding architecture of uh, like sounds that. and uh, visions and that's uh, uh, and it's a conceptual process. sound space a conceptual like your umwelt your surround world isn't just limited to saying what's going on in here is completely separate from out there no it's all happening and it's uh, unified in this way and when you look at it that way it becomes much easier to then to yes because we we play our life we play our life we do and yes we do and uh, life is a secret and life is a gift life is everything life is paradise life is hell life is something in between life is life and uh, we try to be a kind people maybe and uh, uh, poetry is the best way to achieve the best goals by best meanings i mean poetry itself and let me share with you one uh, very very small piece it's called we play our life and it has been published by spectrum publishing in pasadena yeah. california our eyes are confidence of our solitude still these eyes touch vision and our body as a foreign language addressing a foreign world. I say, take a deep breath, my love. Let us embrace and lift silence as an old friend. Perhaps then we shall discover each other far on the other side of silence. Fall touches fate's basket hilt where all the wishes are jumping through. We cannot remember what we knew, but silence is a pleasure. Let me hold you. We play our life to a different sound. 
and the puzzle needs to be solved around beliefs, confidence of our solitude. Mm. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, water. It's important. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I don't accidentally then get the, the computer wet. Would be. So with that, you know, there, there's a certain natural uh, tone to it of a kind of there's this natural um, Whitman-esque tone, uh, Whitmanian, Whitman-esque tone to that piece in a way. And, and Spectrum's also, I love Spectrum. I've been in Spectrum with you many times. Like, it's very groovy. And Dawn is also a friend of the show and others. Um, Don King Fisher Campbell, the Spectrum's editor in chief, but I, you know, there's this naturalism that is, um, or, or not naturalism. There's this relationship to also nature that I think that a lot of people find like to do poetry. Oh, you need to go out to a forest. You need to and watch the trees and the leaves, and you can do that. That's fine. That's what. But is there you can also write a poem about, or even what do you need to save your life? You're in the middle of, 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 of a war or whatnot, and something, let's say you hear a poem, or you right. hear something, and you, right. and you how um, do you? After war, I wrote the novel. It's called uh, The Gardens and the Pandemonium. It was uh, released, and ha has been published, by the way, in Brazil, this novel, right. in Port Portuguese. And it's yet been to be translated in English. Yes, some, someday it will be done, and of course, and it will be published in States, after my other novels, because it's a pretty long process and chain, and every Plus link has a meaning. you have to look at the meaning between each word and everything, and you, you have to make sure, because it's not just, you can't willy-nilly just translate, you, ne you need to, it, it's right. a process. Correct. But when I'm writing directly in English, the poetry, something, something strange is going on. Mm. I, I, I'm not kidding. It's for real. Something really strange is going on. For example, I feel some warm. I feel my heart beats faster and faster. And every line after line I can see and I'm learning to in this process, learning to fly. Do you remember? Into the distance. Ribbon yes. of black. Because yeah, <laughs> it's a physiological thing and you're lining yourself and you're allowing poetry to be, as we, we said, a living, breathing right. thing, which we embody. Uh, simultaneously. Uh, because we simultaneously embody with ourselves. So there's poetry and, Absolutely. and a relationship. The one kind of, kind of like... There is some... Uh, some strange things because look at it. Can you see this uh, uh, paper? Some paragraphs. Uh, mm. These are my ideas about our conversation before what has happened when we were walking together about a double meaning stuff. How yes, to publish. And, and simultaneously, I was uh, writing too. And I just noticed this. I wrote down this line, and I think, look at that. This is the answer. For example, you asked me once, if you remember, how do you move from one line to the next? Do you remember? Oh. 
Yes, I, and, I, and I said, and I wrote a quick second for our, our viewers. Uh, by the way, a double meaning is, in fact, I have had the honor to with the, the, the literature luminary and uh, incomparable poet, uh, uh, David uh, Dee Dee, David Duffy, uh, worked on a collection, uh, a double meaning. And, and this is what's being uh, referred to is from our our conversation uh, uh, in our um, from from uh, the West Coast and the East Coast, where uh, David's right now. I'm right. in New York, and you are in, in California. And, yes, of of uh, of uh, so there's when you work on on different social media, certain things of uh, messenger or whatnot. There's saved transcripts that we've have or emails or whatnot of our uh, conversations from. Uh, working on the book, so that's particularly what you're referring to, right? Absolutely, and here are these lines. Okay. You ask me, how do you move from uh, one line to the next, right? And look, it was, yeah. it, it's a pretty bizarre. <laughs> Unexpectedness <laughs> is the way, moving forward to trusting the flow. That is the main thing. Poem knows what to do with you. And you told me you this. You don't know. You listen to the poem. It knows. You it knows. Yes. What to do with you. <laughs> and then we, mm, we can find some uh, answers of our question in the classic American literature. And, and mm -hmm. not only American, everywhere. In right. Georgian literature. Poetry is a deep tradition, as, you know, embedded yes. in our society. I think poetry is a... The constitution of all mankind. Poetry yeah, is the be language sociologically, without a doubt. Poetry is the language of the universe. Language with no words and with words together. And we poetry, uncover the words. Yes, poetry uh, is like a reason for every language. For existence of language and uh, this existence drives you you cannot remember who you are when you're writing a good poem because there is no so place else. there is no room there is no time for ego you have no ego at all right you're because totally you're free. embodying because the you're standing you. yes you're standing in front of yourself your own self and you're naked. You know, you're naked. And readers know, you know that even, you are uh, naked. Ibn Tufel, Tufel, Ibn Tufel had, um, I remember I studied Islamic philosophy, some uh, medieval Islamic philosophy, and there's this notion from it of uh, Haya Ibn Yatsan, which was one of the first uh, novels, uh, you know, uh, certain times of uh, this philosophical novel. And it, they had this notion in it. There's this thing where somebody goes into this thing called fauna, so fauna, fauna, uh, which is this the act of forgetting oneself, and it's described in depth, and in it, there's a point where you see a mirror of a mirror of a mirror kind of looking in forward in, in the description of this, and it's like oneself looking at oneself, looking at oneself, looking at oneself, and particularly with the number, you know, I think it was 50,000 or 500,000. But the point is there's that process and that's a very deeply spiritual thing, meditative thing of reflection. And I think this is me personally, that there's stuff like this that's happening all the time that we're not as in tune to. 
that it's dependent upon who we are in our moment. And I don't know, could you, do you have a particular poem where you were particularly witnessing in the act of witnessing where you felt it so strongly? This is my witnessing. This beautiful anthology, when the virus came calling, COVID-19 strikes America, issued by Thelma Reiner. This is uh, the powerful book. Yeah, super. This is the powerful message for everybody into the future. This is a great book, and and Thelma T. uh, T., uh, Reiner Reiner is also um, a friend of of Assiduous Dust, has been uh, on the show, and uh, she, uh, you know, talking about her book, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Dearest Papa, which was released, and she put out this incredible anthology, um, which I was lucky to be included in with with, with David Duffy. <laughs> Thank uh, you, I'm lucky too. And deeply honored and very pleased. Yes, I have. It's a page yes. 49 before dawn. And uh, when yeah. uh, when I was informed that my poems have been accepted for American anthology, I was um, pretty shocked. And here we are, before dawn. A stillness broken before dawn. In the name of all that's held. In the name of our very present. In the face of it all. The remaining past unclaimed. Driven forth by faith. Waiting for news we are divided. Spinning chaos into order. Death into birth. Looking for an exit, trying to recall a memory of you and the great affliction of time. <laughs> when it's clap, 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 snap, 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 round of applause, you're going to want to hit me afterwards with that. Yeah, it's round of applause. You know, there, there's a beautiful line in this. Uh, there, there, there are so many beautiful lines, but there's something particularly, and by the way, also a plug to get this as well. Um, Absolutely. Is uh, waiting for news. We are divided. And that's something um, that's really interesting. I, hopefully the uh, election will, this is this has been recorded pre-election, but hopefully th- this stuff, um, who knows what will happen, the election of the U.S. election, but there's something, a deeper truth also, not just with election that we're divided, and who knows, we still will probably be divided as a country. I hope that we can be united uh, regardless of the situation. We can somehow find unity, uh, and what is that? Isn't that the, the Georgian motto? Is, is it unity is strength? Yeah, this is Georgian national motto, of course. It's a yes, and millenniums so, and, and million years ago was being <laughs> written, yeah. was being founded. Okay. Yes, and, and so the but also the news is like it's being written. If you're waiting, also it's also a spiritual thing. Also, if you're waiting for news, you're divided. You're waiting for something that you're going to find out that is going to come to you. So you're not present. You're not present. How could you be there? You're in that greatest affliction of it all because you're waiting for something that isn't now. 
And it's and I have good news. <laughs> I have good news. We will all get out of here alive. What happens, happens some time. Don't seek your fault. Nothing is your fault. There is no fault at all but living. Through the mysteries of forgiving, I see we're waiting for a miracle. The miracles happen when I trust you, my sweetest friend. But nothing happens when I cannot talk with you and cannot keep my faith when I cannot continue my path when no one is around me. When I cannot trust myself when all men doubt me. Distance means nothing when your loved one means everything. And I'm telling you now, we will all get out of here alive. What does not happen does not happen in time. Don't seek your or others' fate. There is no fate at all but choice. In the centuries of noise and its deadly drive, while I'm telling you, we will all get out of here alive. Oh, God, baby. Thank you. Round of applause. So <laughs> I just, I, thank you. So, Hopefully, I'm still alive. And you know, you know, you brought about of uh, the pandemic and many different things. Um, you know, I know that that was uh, what was that written in 2018, 2017, or 2018? It wasn't that wasn't written this year, and yet it's so um, a message that needs to be heard. That was that was written uh, a year or two ago, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was written in uh, this line, we will all get out of here alive. Mm -hmm. I wrote during the Russian and Georgian war in 2008 mm -hmm. in Georgian language. So, so Then I wrote this poem in English language here in New York City uh, before, before pandemic, it was 2018. Okay, yeah. So Part of this poem was uh, published by dissident voice in California also, by this magazine. And then I changed some lines. Uh, and now this poem is in this anthology too with Fanny yeah. Rana. So you, you, so talking about also to go back to of how do you go from one line to the next? Sometimes that process can take years because you are not aware of it. And so you jot down a note like for me, I like to put, sometimes I'll put one-liners on, on little napkins. I have a napkin here of like a line of something. Yeah, sure. Well, as notes. And so you can have things like that. And so that process, it's expanded. So poetry, you're still creating a poetry, a poem while you're living. You're still creating it. It's, it's. Yes, because I'm, I'm thinking and I'm not thinking. I'm thinking without words. Exactly. And that space between, you know, what Albert Einstein also had for a lot of it is also, you know, he said something along these lines, I believe, of uh, what was it, of, uh, you know, to have the, the, you know, people, it's not that people don't know how to think, uh, well, it's that, but also people know how to, you know, stop thinking, is that, and to have space between. 
if you look at, uh, for example, as someone who's you know studied mathematics, if you're proving a theorem or doing stuff, you need to take long walks. You you can't just constantly just boom do it. Some people can do that. It's very rare. Yeah, because um, everything is you in need you, and you are this everything. Yeah, everything is in you, Josh, and you are this everything. Yes, Every, everything is possible if you can just open your heart, and to be honest, with this emptiness in front of you called empty screen empty paper silence you have to be just yourself it's very not anyone else not trying to do anything and that way and that's the only way to listen that's the only way to have a real reciprocal meaningful uh relationship a conversation is by allowing yourself to be uh nullified in order to uh give breath to something just like you know everything starts on a blank correct yes and everything also starts with um you're born with a blank slate yeah for example there is a hope and hope is not only mythological some understanding about Pandora's box and dreams yeah. and hope. No way. Hope is a, and chaos also. Absolutely yes. Hope uh, is of course uh, longing for the future. It's uh, obviously, but uh, hope also is a feeling next second. What will be next? You can feel this. You can predict your your feeling that's a really if, interesting you, uh, if you can if you can and if you are able and if you if you're willing to see if you will, if you're willing to write, willingness is key. write the line write the line if you're totally aware what are you doing that's why i wrote this poem it's only six lines it's called hope would you please Give us your blessing of hope. Thank you, Josh. Gladly. Hope. Listening to your voice on the other side of silence gives me the courage to lose sight and swim there. Your voice is hope, trusting the future. It calls me now. We are what we hear. Doubt is deadlier but fears cuts deeper than air and i'm not moving toward revenge i forgive myself my own loneliness it's hard to form mm. that's the hope for me and there's this there's from my perspective right and, and it's interesting that you know the loneliness is hard to form because if you're connected and if you're seeing and willing to see and envision that hope um in the moment uh and and to be aware of that loneliness seems like something that's very far out of reach it seems almost opposed if if, if that's a message yes and loneliness that, also can you read that last line again about loneliness please absolutely and this is not only uh stuck in the moment no it's a also process loneliness is a journey it's a real journey is a loneliness real journey to yourself is a loneliness and the way to god is the way to you yourself i, I 
For me, this so is it's, all the it's way. right loneliness. So there's sort of like too much on loneliness where you put too much into no. it and it becomes something bad if you if you end up not too much. If you balance. add too much, it becomes bridge is the balance. Yeah, the bridge exactly. is the balance. Last line is, and I am not moving toward revenge. I forgive myself my own loneliness. It's hard to form. Yeah, my own loneliness, it's hard to form. And that's, when you forgive also, that's the thing, is that, you know, you're giving also. Forgiveness is a giving, and giving is, a, is forgiving. Yeah, and that's a question of philosophy, of course, but that's a poetry. That's you write down. I'm very excited because my, my, my first book has been published, published yesterday by Adelaide in, in New York City. Yesterday it's in called the Eastern Star, and I'm, I am, oh boy. It's a... Would you care to read a piece from incredible it? Incredible moment. <laughs> Would you, so, tell me a bit about when, uh, when Eastern Star, the inception of it, when did that start? I was working uh, in Sound Hepton. Paint us a picture, paint us a picture. Where were you, when I was were working you? in Sound Hepton in 2018, as a caregiver, and mm -hmm. um, I saw the star uh, early in the morning, it was dawn, and my wife calls me Eastern Star, <laughs> my wife. And oh, that's I, beautiful. Thank you, and uh, I just felt something. And I wrote this first line, if there is no freedom within you, you won't inspire anyone. Hmm. Then I wrote another line. If there is no hope within you, you will never fly. And I said, hmm, I have time to write down all this line and then I have to go back to my work and then I will continue. And this process, when I was thinking what to do, yeah. I wrote yeah, the whole poem in my brain, in my mind, and I write down, just wrote down yeah. very quickly I just, I, I feel in my like notebook. You, I feel like you just like demonstrated, like that sounds like the process, it's a very much, and it's like, hmm, you know, honestly, I feel like, hmm. have you done yeah. any acting yet? Yes, absolutely, and uh, uh, then we recorded my um, work mm -hmm. with the Homos Poses, this is the right. band, Duo, in Philadelphia, I moved from New York to Philadelphia, re recorded this um, audio track and uh, may, made some video clip. And then uh, I decided if one day my book be published in America, I will just name my book as an Eastern star. And voila, here we are. Wow, there you go. It's a full circle. It's an answer. It's a absolutely, absolutely. And that's what I think that's interesting is also there are different parts of our stories that intersect. Something that I like to say they're little winks from the universe or whatnot. I call them God shots. You know, which God I mentioned. In, yeah, in this book. is the uh, uh, old, old to loneliness, and uh, to be alone it doesn't mean at all that you are sad or you're depressed. Right. No, it doesn't have to. It's what you're you add to it, too much of it, the different feelings, like you say, certain things that there's, like you mentioned, there's a balance to these things. You're, um, you are on your path. 
to reach the peaceful pastures somewhere beyond of this Eastern star. Maybe, maybe if I, I call your lovely wife, say, you know, she, uh, I'd become an Eastern star. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I Josh. didn't mean that in any, I mean that in hey, Let me share with you way. this old, old to loneliness. Let me share with oh, you. Okay, please. There is virtually no sound, just a receding distant noise, a single wave pulsing at its very end. Alone here, steeped in disquitting thoughts, trying to burst into song, fumbling to utter a single word, any word. Still, these lips touch the air, and this body is a foreign language, addressing a foreign world. I say, dig deep, my love. Let us embrace this great void as an old friend. Perhaps then we shall discover each other far on the other side of alone. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was doing that round of applause. <laughs> and there's absolutely, you know, there's a beauty in your work that is incomparable. There is a beauty in that that, thank that you. you know, you know how to silence somebody. I wish. Donald Trump could hear you read because then he might shut the fuck up. <laughs> and if you're a Trump politics, supporter, uh, politics, uh, uh, this is this, the. I, I'm incredibly sorry for you. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. I do believe, though, that it's important to be able to understand another person's side or viewpoint. But if it infringes on someone else's uh, uh, safety, um, and concern and inalienable rights, I think that that is incredibly wrong and that is not okay in any shape or form. But I do think, and I do want to say about from what I said just now, I do Thank think, you. and I wonder your thoughts is that, uh, you know, David, uh, um, you know, and, and, and maybe actually I'm going to jump to this is I, given in light of everything that's happening going on, um, and there's been a shift. Have you noticed a, a shift uh, a bit for in, in America as, as you've been here? And we're living, we're living in a strange and, and world, how, Josh. Does it, does it remind you of anything? Uh, of course, I, remind me. Of course, because I have seen these situations many times in, in my Europe. life in East Europe, and it's a for me. It's pretty understandable what's going on in the world because I know. Who is the enemy? Enemy is the Kremlin. Enemy is the empire of Russia. Kremlin, Putin himself. It's dangerous guy. Yeah, and the Kremlin too, always was and still is dangerous place for everybody in the world. Democracy. Listen, there is no question about democracy. There is no question well, about freedom. There is smart. only one question. This is question of existence. If you are free man, if you are nothing, no one, you're a slave. So for me, free man is a poet. And poet is a man who can help. But act. 
and, uh, and Acts 2 can help this century, this mad, mad world, this very noisy world, because Russia wants everything and at once, but it gets nothing and gradually. This is the law of universe. That's how universe works. So yeah. someday, very good thing will be happened in the world. And finally, people will, so. will see what responsibility, freedom, love, poetry means. Because love always wins, Josh. If not, it won't be love at all. It couldn't have been because it's not true love. Is what you're saying. It's Absolutely. love with the capital L. Yeah. So <laughs> with the capital yeah. L. Not for loser, but for love. Sorry. All for right, sir. And when we um, when so we can I, I start, wonder, I wonder, David. We can start you? our process of other books. It's uh, I'm so That's eager. That's what to... I was about to do. Anyway. Really? Yes. You must have felt the hope. Okay, let's do it. So I have. But there's a way to do it. There's a you. You beat the sensation. I, I have to have a cute little weird thing. Would you help me help you to not helpfully quote Jerry Maguire of "Help me, help you, help me," but to become alive with the spirit of forgiveness and allow us to be forgiving as a giving and a giving forgiveness in a lived body, walking on a tightrope in the stars against the tide and all the people and a bunch of clowns. And maybe there's uh, somebody playing checkers in the background, but we don't look at the checkers players. Uh, yeah. Instead, we just do the O-T-S-C-E, all yeah. the collaborative <laughs> poem, a hallmark of assiduous dust. So That's let's do that yes. instead of watch the checker players in the darkness. Okay, Not let's, let's do it. Against checkers. checkers is great. Cheers again, everybody. Cheers again. Cheers again, and let's do it. So, so listeners uh, and viewers, um, what David and I are going to do, we're going to engage in the OTSCP, um, your favorite here, and as well. Uh, yep. And so what I have a bunch of books out, a few books out, and David has a few books out, open to open uh, pages. And I'm going to say the, uh, and David's going to uh, let us know the, the books, authors, yeah. and the titles, and the page okay, numbers that you uh, have out. And then we I'm will, reading right now these poets. John Milton. And this is from what? From, from what's the book title? This is from? John Milton. Okay, John Milton. John Milton, Paradise Lost. Okay. Mark Sands, Becoming the Sound of Bees, Mark Sands. You have it open to what page? Is oh, yes, I opened this page. I'm ready. I'd like to read from uh, Telma Reina's uh, work also. Okay. Directly. The... And uh, I have... And what, and what book, becoming... uh, what page of that by is By Joshua from? Corwin. Do oh, you know this guy? Who is this? Do you so know this sure. Joshua Corbin? Uh, Who's yeah, this yeah, guy? Yeah. <laughs> Who is he? Okay. But what okay, page do you start. have each uh, each two? If you could, if you would let us know what two pages you have each one to. So, uh, becoming the sound of bees by Mark Sands is a page eight. No, sorry, 
It's a page nine. Page nine and so page eight and nine or nine and ten? No, this is the page nine. Oh, okay. So you're using from that that you're using single page instead of double? No, I found some connections between Milton, Telma, Mark, you, myself, and other poets too, and maybe it works. Let's see. I don't know yet. We'll see. Okay, and and so Thelma, uh, the from the when the virus strikes is is out to what to what page? When virus strikes, oh, okay. Let yes, me see. page number of that. Let me see the page number. This is number 108. Okay. And you have for... Uh, and I'm going to read our final uh, lines. I see you and other birds. Okay. And then and from, from the becoming of Joshua Corbin and <laughs> becoming Boulder. Uh, you have what page are you uh, what pages are you using? So this is page 26, memory style. Oh. I love this poem. Oh, I do too. Oh. Whoever wrote it is is might be cool. Okay. Okay, so I have out, I have out, so I have Diane De Prima, uh, and I have it out from, so I use two pages for each. I have, it's, um, it's from, uh, edited by Ann Waldman, it's the Beat Book, uh, and I have it out to pages 130 and 131, uh, you know, the late Diane, uh, work of the late Diane De Prima, and on page 130 I have it out to, to the unnamed Buddhist nun, who burned herself to death on the night of June 13th, 1966, and then okay. brief uh, Wyoming meditation, and then 131 is out to, I fail as a Dharma teacher. And they okay. have this book um, called, uh, by, by uh, Barbara A. Holdridge, which is Veda and Torah, Transcending the Textuality of Scripture. And I have that out to um, pages 162, 163. Then I have, of All course, right. Walt Whitman leaves of grass out to pages 314 and 315, which gives you uh, to a pupil unfolded out of the field, out of the folds. It gives you also what am I after all and cosmos. And then I have, uh, la lastly, I have uh, uh, Ulysses by uh, the Wonder Strange Joyce. And I have that out to pages 390 and 391. Okay, so that's what I'm working. Like me, do do it, or you, or what? Who's first? Uh, we we go back and forth. So each line. So what we do the way again for the name of the game. So I see a word here, and then wherever my eyes gaze, I just start picking together spontaneous uh, little things. For example, this is a practice round. I see Psalm identifies himself in all fitted as yourself. So I piece together the words using that, then there would be a pause, and then it would go back to you. Okay, so I got you. Do a back gotcha. and forth, and it either ends as a masterpiece, or as I like to say, a masterpiece, which is probably a masterpiece as it is. So would you like Let's to go it. first and, and start us off in the back and forth? Back and forth. Would you like to be the one to start off this chain reaction of grooviness? 
let's do it. The change re cha chain reaction of grooviness. Groover G. Groover Mr. G. Groover G. <laughs> so would you like to Groover your eyes away first and start it off? Okay. I'd like to start. <clears throat> May I? One line or two lines. Be ready. Let's go. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, the lines can be however length, but you're piecing it together. I see homeless in the Santa Monica street. I'm in Starbucks, out a window, a memory. A colleague, a tribe to help get sober. My age, between 24 and 26. So, David, just one thing is that we're picking individual words, not full lines. So we're picking individual words of all the books and piecing them together. But it was beautiful line. I can't cut this line. <laughs> okay, one more time. Okay. I'm homeless. In the Santa Monica street, the seas begin to rise. Each day, the tide falls in closer. And then I did, but prompt the age to quit their clubs by the known roots of ancient liberty. Okay. I think reform is shaped in Averos and Maimonides of bigness. Torah, Adam decided, nature, earth, the mountains of spring, my skillful, noble woman is shaped, unfolded. All right. And then I see you and other birds, all of us masked. By reality, by self-esteem, by God attributed to descendants, expelling nothing, nothing but roadmap. And watching the ground, we try to find our leaves count reaching for the unlined hands. Hey, man. <laughs> a child, a child of sound, a child yourself. You see, not a feared by vampires of commandments. By the world, my voice, a dharma banging can. Deep dark smoke, it sent me out on my way into the old country of personality, also majestic canon of equilibrium glory. When I consider how my light is spent flaming a crowd of eyes 
in the night. His mind wouldn't let him. He couldn't say the words. Drunken death blows almightiness questions would serve the greatness of generations. I see you walking by my house. Kind, dusty, the bomb steamy. I am here. I think this is finished. That's a great ending. That's a great ending, right? We did it. <laughs> it's a very bizarre process, but it's like jazz, like jazz. It's jazz, like jazz. Yeah. It's it, like it, jazz. Yeah. It, it is jazz in poetry. Exactly. Exactly. It's jazzerific. Jazzerific. Fantastic. And thank you for starting us on the OTSCP Groove Energy. We'll have to come up with a title. I will type that up and send to you, David. Thank you so much, David. Would you please, um, any links that you'd like to mention for people? Where can people check out your work? Where can people check out, um, where can they get your, your latest book, which is- hey, follow um, me, please, on, yes, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, Eastern Star is Adelaide Books Publishing House. It's mm -hmm. also available on the um, Amazon. Uh, uh, yeah, Amazon. Yeah, it's, of course, this is COVID time and Amazon is working, working, energizer <laughs> like this. And uh, may I say a couple of words as a, as a man who was here, in your uh, kingdom, my dear friend. And okay. it's called Streets. And I know how was this, how this poem was written and how I shared it with other publishers, with other peoples. And then I it's remember what streets. you told me about this poem and it, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I told you that it, it, this is a poem that needs to, to resurface. I, I had mentioned that to you, right? Right. Thank you, so Josh. Will you close us out on the streets with justice? Thank you, Josh. Streets. Looking at the empty streets, beauty needs to be seen. I know you're happy out there on the other side of emptiness. Yet the present is the choice which remains in admiration beauty, in power to wealth, and in silence the sound. I will put again down, who stands beside me matters more. I'll remember the second. On the other side, what was emptiness? I'll remember this present, but the streets will be alive again. Only that which needs to be seen will be. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, David Duffy, everyone. Thank you, Joshua okay. Corwin. Now let's wave goodbye, maybe dance out for, for those, you know. Next bye, time, bye when this COVID will gone. Okay, bye. Will be gone. Okay. Will be gone. Okay, thank you.
Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into Assiduous Dust, episode number 12. You've heard from David Duffy and Ellen Maybe. I hope you check out their work. Definitely buy their work, support groovy artists and poets, extraordinary individuals, and I hope to see you next for Assiduous Dust, episode number 12.5 with Taylor Bias, winner of the 2020 Poetry Super Highway Contest.